Wait for it. I am Loki of Asgard, and I am burdened with glorious purpose. That's right, he is Loki from Asgard, burdened with glorious purpose, and we are Jim and Chuck of Midgard, burdened with ice pick headaches from theories of this show. <laughs> and this is the Loki Lounge, the unofficial Loki after show, brought to you by your friends at Active Geek Productions. Chuck, we're just going to jump right into it. One episode left. This is episode number five, a huge episode, a 50-minute episode. We got like about 85 different Lokis in this episode, yeah. and I'm so happy. Um, there's a moment in this podcast and in this episode that of Loki that we watched where I'm going to say I told you so and where I was so GD excited that I – threw my remote, spilled my water, and then I had to clean it up and I was angry. But let's kind of like dive into this episode. We got the journey into mystery where we are seeing the fallout of being pruned. We get the explanation of being pruned from Ravona Renslayer. We see Sylvie commit mm -hmm. suicide and uh, wind up prune in Pruneville. We also see in, in the in the void, as we will we will call it, we also see a few things that I kind of was curious about, and I'm, you know, we'll kind of talk about what what you you saw. But I think that Miss Minutes again is a bigger character than we think. Her body language and her facial expressions when you know Ravona was stalling to get Sylvie taken into custody, but also even when Ravona was talking to her at the end, when like get me all the information I need to know who built this. Her body information and like her her body language and her facial expressions were very telling. So I'm curious if you picked up on that, but I want to see where you're at with this uh, with this episode, Journey into Mystery. Yeah, uh, of course I loved it, um, but it was there was a lot of surprises, uh, a lot of questions answered, and also questions um, not answered. Yeah. So hopefully we get that in the in the finale. Um, a lot of Easter eggs. Yep. Uh, I th I saw a lot, and I'm sure you've seen even more. Yeah, we'll talk um, about those. I got yeah five different forms in front of me. Um, I think uh, old Loki stole the show. Yeah, Richard E. Grant crushed it in this one. You had texted me yesterday, or um, yeah, yesterday I think, and you were like, "Richard E. Grant was amazing." I had yet to see the episode, so I was like, "Well, let's go into this." I already had the bar set for how great he is, and I knew he was going to be great. But I was like, "Yeah, you you delivered, Richard. Fantastic." Yeah, uh, you know, I love the costume. I love, you know, everything about uh, his performance in in that episode. Um, but the other Lokis too stole the show. Uh, Alligator Loki. Yeah, or Croaky. Biting uh, other Loki's hands off. Did you get so this episode gave me like several different Disney movie vibes, right? Uh, we saw the pirate ship, which I got Pirates of the Caribbean vibes, right? Mm -hmm. uh, with uh, Eliath in the beginning, before we saw him as like the dragon, we saw him like I thought he looked like a lion, so I got Aladdin vibes. And then when Croaky bites, vote for Loki's hand off, I got. Captain Hook vibes. Peter, yeah. Yeah, and I think that at one point in some movie or Broadway show, Tom Hiddleston had played a young Captain Hook. So maybe He he played Captain Hook in a directed DVD Tinkerbell movie. Yeah, so like and and Captain Hook gets his 
hand bit off yeah. by an alligator. So it was very apropos to the whole Disney lore and the, you know, maybe I'm just diving deeper into it. But yeah, you, you were right, man. Uh, all the Lokis stole the show. Uh, the kid Leroy Loki, who uh, kid Loki was fantastic. I, I was a big fan of all these Lokis. But what else did you think? Um, again, it raised so many questions and like it sucks that we have to wait another week and it's only one more episode like there's so much i think is going to be told in the next episode um but there's some theories that i think you had and i'm kind of like i don't know like like renflyer like i don't think like i don't think it's kang now oh really who do you think it is I don't know because I mean unless Renflayer and Kang never had a because before in the comics they had a relationship um, unless their relationship blossoms after this but I don't know you that house at the end I know has completely the castle not, yeah the the castle the big house for some reason it reminded me of Constantine's house in uh, Justice League Dark okay yeah yeah. Um, oh, definitely, it's, it, obviously. It's no. definitely a castle. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like, because she is unaware of who is in charge. Is she really, though? Is, is yeah. she Is she really, like, I don't know if she's, you know, you kind of thought she was genuine for a minute in the episode when she saw. Oh, Sylvie. I didn't. I didn't trust her. But, like, Sylvie did. And you kind of think, like, this this show is founded on backstabbing. Like, one of the Lokis is going to backstab each other. When we were, uh, Chelsea and I were watching it, I was like, you know, I think Loki's going to backstab Sylvie once he finds out what's going on. Like, we're seeing a villain turn hero. I don't know if this is what we're really getting. You know, I once a Loki, always Loki, I see. And, you know, you see through dialogue kind of what happened, right? Kid Loki killed Thor, his brother. You know, that's the ultimate backstabbing. And... We know our Loki tried to kill Thor multiple times. I just, I can't put my finger on it, but I think that the the love that they're building is too obvious between the two Lokis, and I think there's going to be treachery under it. I think that's that love is founded on lies. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think he, I don't think he's going to turn his back on her. I mean, because that scene of like them, it was kind of weird just to think that they're the same person yeah is, that, like is scene- it incest if you fall in love with yourself in another timeline or is that just like self-pleasuring i guess self-pleasuring right okay. like i don't know I don't, I, I don't know it's a new territory it's um, a fun question think about it it is but it was kind of like i liked it but kind of was weirded out at the same time like when he was like "Ooh, it's cold out here and then he like you know he made the the washcloth, the blanket. Yeah. And then he was like, you can, here you go. And like, you could tell they both, I mean, obviously she has, I, w- I don't say love, but admiration for him as well. When, you know, cause she pruned herself and because that, all she was caring about with Renflayer is like, is he alive? Is he alive? Is he alive? And, you know, Renflayer, told her where he was the void and all that and she pruned herself and she did that for him but i mean obviously for herself as well what if that's a setup you know what i mean we we kind of thought that four episodes ago that sylvie was saying everything that loki wanted to hear right 
and she may be reciprocating feelings, but her mission was not to save Loki. Loki's kind of collateral damage. Yes, she grew attached to him, but her mission still is to kill whoever is in charge of the time slayers or time timekeepers. So maybe she was doing a little recon and trying to get more out of Renslayer because it was like insignificant data, right? She knows Renslayer knows that as soon as they die, they go to the void. Eliath is there. They don't make it out. So if Sylvie pruned herself, Eliath kills her. So she wasn't expecting Sylvie to go in there and, you know, find Loki, find Mobius, find old Loki, find boastful Loki, find kid Loki, Croaky, all these other Lokis, and then enchant Eliath, who most people thought was unenchantable. So maybe, like, maybe Sylvie's the one who turns on Loki because, you know, she's just playing the game it should be, and once a Loki, always a Loki. You know, I always, I'm going to keep that in my back pocket, but I would love that, you know, this narcissistic love affair continues. I think that that would be fantastic. Yeah. And it, you know, I thought it was huge at the end when like he, she helped him enchant. Like he's like, I don't know how to do it. And she goes, you're Loki. Of course you do. Yeah. It was very, um, reverse enchantress powers in the comics. Loki trained enchantress and now enchantress slash sylvie slash loki is training loki it's very cool i got a question for you about this series right this hasn't been talked about as a mini series this has been talked about as a series series what if we don't know who the main villain is and what if we're just led to believe that whoever's in that castle is the villain and this ends on a cliffhanger i'd be so pissed like what if we find out that in my theory i think that the next person that we see in that castle is King Loki from the comics. We, we're seeing a world of pruned Lokis. What if, like, they've leveled up to Bowser Loki, right? And he's in his castle, his Asgardian castle, just albeit in the void. And that's where we see King Loki, the Loki who has been successful. He's overthrown Odin. He's overthrown Thor. And he's ru- he's ruling this, and he has Eliath a- as his... You know, his personal guard dog, kind of like Fenris in the comics, right? Fenris is his child in the comics. It would be great if that's what we saw. And then, like, somewhere in a a cell, you have uh, a version of Kang. You just have Jonathan Majors, Victor Timely, uh, Nathaniel Richards, um, Mr. – I can't remember his name. What's his name? Uh, uh, Mr. Griffin. Uh, what if you get a Mortis? You have one of the versions of Kang – in the cell, Jonathan Majors, and that's where, you know, Renslayer goes in there and she's like, I remember you from another life. She has her coming to Jesus moment, right? She remembers Jonathan Majors' face and she frees him not knowing who he truly is. What if that's the the end credit scene of this first season and then that sets off Kang into the MCU? I don't think Kang's showing up. I don't really? think Jonathan Majors is showing up, no. Okay, so why would they cast him two year, three years out from a movie that hasn't shot yet? You know what I mean? Like, I, I get casting Mahershala Ali because he's an Oscar-winning actor, but why would they cast and announce and make such a big deal about Kang in a movie like Ant-Man Quantumania, which doesn't even shoot for another year? I don't know. You know what I, I mean? That, I sounds, just, that I... sounds strategic, right? 
We all thought and Fantastic Four was going to happen, right? Fantastic Four probably comes out before Ant-Man Quantumania, and they haven't even talked about casting people. You know what I, I mean? I don't know. I, I just, I'm getting vibes of it's not Kang. But you got to back that up and say who you think it is, though. You know oh. what I mean? Who do you think is in that castle? I don't know who it is. I just who would you like Kang. to see in that castle? Is it Mephisto? <laughs> uh no i do you all right so i i po- poised you a couple things do you think it's a loki inside the castle i think that's more likely so would you like it to be king loki it would be cool honestly i, mean, I had vibes and i thought like maybe hella's pulling the strings like we didn't see hella die maybe she was kind of pulled from the the timeline because that was her nexus event the the unleashing of Surtur Ragnarok that was the Nexus event and they put her in there and she's ruling that as it's her own personal hell I thought that that was going to be pretty cool uh, but I don't you know I don't hold a lot of cards with Hella I don't think that that's I'm not going to hedge my bet with Hella but I think that would be dope it would uh, I don't know I just we have all these theories and they, and it a lot of times we get them wrong. I think I have all the theories. You've said on the podcast multiple times you are not a theory person. No, because I, I my brain just don't think that way. So you um, co-sign most of my theories, which I love. I know, I do. I, 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 I like when you say something, I'm like, oh, that would be cool. And it does make sense. Crazy um, loves company, my friend. You, you have a great creative mind. I do not. So um, I can't think that way to where like, oh, start pulling stuff from the comics and stuff like that. Like... I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. All right, so um, on, a, on a betting scale, let's do a percentage. Um, okay. From 0 to 100, how much confidence do you have that it's Kang? 30%. Okay. What about King Loki or a variant of Loki? I would say 45%. Okay. What about Miss Minutes? What if the physical manifestation of Miss Minutes, a la Terra Strong, is in that castle? I would say 10%. Okay, all right. What if it's Renslayer? You know what I mean? Like, nah. it's got to be someone because, like, I want to hit you with my Easter eggs because there's a lot and we can kind of discuss this. But this episode was like, did it give you vibes of when Loki, or not when Loki, when Thor entered Sakar in Ragnarok, where he wound up in the trash heap? Like, when Loki and Sylvia, they all wound up in like this garbage world. Yeah, yeah, I I did too. And then like as you kind of look around, like this, this is just where my mind goes, right? So I've watched this a couple times, and the first time I just kind of took it in. You know, this is how I do. I take it in, I watch it. I don't take any notes. Second time is when I'm watching it and I'm taking in all these notes, right? When I heard the void, the first time I was like, oh shit, we're getting Sentry. You know what I mean? Because that's his evil side, the void, and like that's such like a, again, it's such a specific word to use. I was like, oh, my God, we're getting Sentry. I don't think we're getting Sentry or the Void out no. of this, but it would be cool to to do it. Uh, some of the things that I picked up, um, the satellite that we saw as they're, the Lokis are moving to uh, their, I don't know, Candyland Christmas World Palace. <laughs> of like, like a bowling alley. Yeah, like the Rat King's hideout in Christmastown. When they go there, the, the satellite that was like submerged into the, the ground looked like cap's shield like a big version of cap's shield i just Uh, think it looked like a ufo it also looked like a giant nipple um (laughs) the house at the end like towards 
when they were turning around in the car, Mobius and um, Sylvie, looked like Clint's farmhouse. Okay. Like it had that wraparound porch. It looked exactly like the front of their house. Um, Loki saying my pleasure at some point in this confirmed that he has a job at Chick-fil-A in another universe. <laughs> uh, in my mind. Um, Miss Minutes, again, she's kind of hiding something. I, I don't know what, but um, I think that she's got something to do with this. Then we have the title, obviously, Journey into Mystery. Um, the Journey into Mystery is a long time marvel comics book i believe loki was heavily featured in that uh, that storyline but also the journey to into mystery series is eventually where kid loki would star he would lead it in 2011 and we get kid loki in this and you know he had a very like comic accurate like hermes and thor kind of tiara helmet where it had the wings Mm -hmm. on the side like captain america helmet too it looked pretty cool I, i thought that that was very very cool and then we got the Avengers Tower. You talked about it last week. Um, actually, not the Avengers Tower. It was the uh, Quang Tower. Um, do you know m- much about the, the Quang Tower? No. All right. So uh, in the comics, it's owned by a man named Mr. Griffin. Um, G-R-Y-P-H-O-N. And Mr. Griffin, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, I apologize to a fictional character, is actually an alternative version of Kang and Nathaniel Richards. Um, so that's another kind of Kang tie-in in, into this. Um, it was from all new, all different Avengers number one in 2015 when Quang acquired Stark and it just was revealed later on that that was um, a front for Kang. Um, then you have Eliath, um, a.k.a. Eliath the Usurper, who is a character with villainous ties to Kang the Conqueror. He first appeared in 1993's Avengers Terminatrix Objective number one, which actually starred Kang and Ravona Renslayer, who are both featured. Well, one is featured in this show. So another nod to Kang the Conqueror. Um, then as you kind of moved throughout the, the landscape of the void, we saw what I thought was a big boob or a um, Captain America <laughs> shield. We saw Yellow Jacket's helmet. Did you catch that? No, I did not. I've only watched it once so far. So as you watch it, um, you'll see like this beautiful hillscape in a hellscape world. Um, Yellow Jacket's helmet is right on the bottom left corner of your screen, and it's massive. So I thought that that was very, very cool. It looks identical to um, Corey Stahl's MCU helmet. So I thought that that was really cool. Did you happen to catch the helicopter with Thanos written on the side of it? No, but I know what you're talking about from the comics. Yeah, I know from- I know that scene, but I did not see – I know the, the panel from the comic. Yeah, so there's a huge helicopter. It says Thanos on the side. It's yellow. Um, and that's from uh, Spidey Super Stories number 39 from 1979. Um, and it's when the Mad Titan pursued heroes in a yellow helicopter with his name yeah. on it. What is such an it, asshole, egotistical it, move? It's absolutely ridiculous. Like I am I know exactly what panel you're talking about. Yeah, and it's it's – pure it's, 70s comics oh yeah no it's 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 completely ridiculous but i did not see it um i'm actually watching it tonight with my wife so yeah so I'll look look for this for stuff that. because there's a lot more uh we obviously more see more rocks on stuff with the roxy wine in the box wine that they're drinking um in the debris of the Eliath destruction as he takes over that ship that ship and like um 
he kills Loki, uh, event, uh, not eventual Loki, um, comic accurate Loki, old Loki, and his version of Asgard, his projection, which was amazing. Dude, what a great that film. was like all of a sudden, like, I'm like, oh, Elias is gonna get him, and then you just see this green light, and then you look over, and I'm like, he's projecting an entire, Asgard. yeah, it was beautiful. Like, um, and so it sucked so much that they finally learned how to enchant. Eliath, right after he dies, seconds after he dies, they're like, oh, yeah. we saved it. And I was like, oh, you bastards. Because he was fantastic. Yeah. I want an all-alternate Loki universe show. I, I texted you last night, like, I want a Richard E. Richard Grant, e. Grant Loki shirt. Yeah. And pop, like, I, I want it all. Well, they already made Crokey pop, so he's got to be coming. I've, I saw the, the picture of the Crokey pop today. Um, also, to go back to that, in the debris of all that stuff, we saw a couple things. Uh, we saw the helicarrier helico- from S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Was, was downed, uh, which doesn't confirm that MCU is can- or is doesn't confirm that S.H.I.E.L.D. is canon, but we saw that in The Winter Soldier, which was great. We see the Dark Aster, which is uh, Ronan the Accuser ship. So that was down. It's kind of, this is kind of like the, the Marvel recycling bin on their computer. <laughs> like when we don't need to use these toys anymore, they go into the recycling bin. Um, the biggest thing to come out of this is uh, a decapitated head on the ground as Eliath is panning through everything. And the reason why this is big is because it's that of the Living Tribunal. Oh. An epic character in Marvel lore. And as yeah. I saw it, like this is a cosmic entity that could be the focal point of the MCU, right? And he, the Living Tribunal maintains the balance of all that is the Marvel Universe in the comics and the TV show and in the C- uh, MCU. And his head was decapitated in this. I was like, holy crap, I can't believe that we're seeing the Living Tribunal. That was fantastic. Then we got, you know, obviously we got President Loki, where that's a 2016 comic called uh, Vote Loki, where he was trying to, you know, usurp the, the White House. The Pizza Planet car, there's a Pixar tie-in, right? So we got some... Um, Disney tie-ins with the stuff that I felt, um, and then the Pizza Planet delivery car that Mobius was driving. What would you think of that? Was it actually Pizza Planet? Well, it had a giant pizza on the, the top. It looked exactly like the Pizza Planet car. So I, I'm going to say Pizza Planet. Did you catch the license plate? No. It said GRNW1D, um, which is, a, in my mind, a kind of callback to Mark Grunwald who we've talked about before, who created, or didn't create, but he worked on Eliath the Usurper, Kang storylines, the TVA, Ravona Renslayer, Quasar. Like, he's worked on these characters. So I thought that that was pretty dope, that they're giving him more credits in the comics. Um, let's see what else we've got. Uh, Loki's sword, I thought was great. Um, when he unsheathed it, it looked like he didn't know how to use a sword. So I was like, oh, stick to daggers, my friend. But that was very reminiscent to um, Norse mythology and a weapon called uh, Leviathan, which I guess is Leviathan in in Norse. So I thought that that was very cool. Uh, Let's see where else we are. Like I said, I got like 17 different things. So let's talk about the castle for a bit, right? Mm -hmm. So I saw the castle and I was like, oh my God. The first thing I saw, and I took the green mist and like the... Eliath turning green in the enchantment. I took that Doctor directly Doom. as Doctor Doom, and I was like, "This is um, this is obviously 
Doomstad. I was like, oh, this is you know exactly where I want it to be. But I don't think that that is kind of where we're at, right? Um, yeah. I do not think that that we just saw Doomstad. I think what we saw is Castle Limbo, which is the home world to Kang. It's this ca- it's this castle of Kang. I think I think like just with Eliath and just with all this stuff, like again, this is a very this is very Mephisto, right? We're back at this where we are following the breadcrumbs. They're leaving so many obvious breadcrumbs that this is Kang the Conqueror that they're duping us again. You know what I mean? The more and more I think about this being Kang the Conqueror, the more and more I hate myself. Because in episode six, I have to go back on everything that I've talked about. The six hours that we have talked about this series. Waste it. Just like we're going to get Ralph Bonard again. If this is Evan Peters just showed up sitting in the castle like, <laughs> what's up, guys? I'm honestly, dude, like I'm done with the podcast. I, we won't do an after show for What If. We won't do an after show for Hawkeye. Nothing. We're not, And the Hawkeye show is already called The Quiver. So, you know, TM, TM. That's our show. We're going to be doing the quiver because we're just two arrows sitting in the quiver. But if this isn't Kang, I'm going to be so upset because I've come up with so many great stories and great introductions. And I feel like I've done Marvel a favor with some of my theories. But <laughs> if this isn't Kang, I'm, I'm going to be, be super excited or super upset. So let's talk about one more thing. I, well, two more things. Um, at 938 in your clock, Chuck, when you're watching this, I want you to pause it and look at the mural on um, the TVA's wall. As soon as they focused on that mural, I paused it. And I was I got up out of my seat and put my face up to that TV like I was a magnifying glass. There's a guy with shades on. He looks identical to Stan Lee. And if they fa- they pieced him into this, that was beautiful. So 938, yeah. check that okay. out. Okay, 938. 938, write that down. The final thing, Chuck. My moment of glory. I know where you're going with this because I had to pause it because I wasn't quite sure if that's what it was. You knew exactly what it was. You're panning, I, I, you're panning from the underground. You see Mjolnir, and I'm like, oh, Mjolnir. And then you see a jar with a frog Thor. We got Throg, Chuck. Goddamn yeah. Throg showed up in this episode. I was so excited. I screamed. I let out a little girl scream. I was like, I was right about one thing. I called it. This was this was my moment. This was absolutely my moment. I told you, I think when we saw the trailer, when they announced the Loki series, that this is the moment for Throg. And we finally got it. I couldn't be happier. I wanted and to see a close-up on him, but we didn't get it. But what did you think about that moment? So we're panning down. I was like, okay, we're going to see some stuff. And then as soon as he Mjolnir, I was like, okay, that's cool. And then real quick, I was like, wait, 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 wait. Was that Throg? Like, I was like 95% sure that was Throg. And then, like, I had to rewind it and watch it again. I was like, oh, yeah. And I smiled because I was like, Jim's going to be happy. And I, I didn't text you anything about that. I didn't. Dude, I would have killed you if you ruined that for me. If you said you got your wish. I would have driven to your house and gutted you. Hey, I know what it's like because of I was ruined the child yeah. in Mandalorian. So I know. But you know, you know better. And yeah, you texted yeah, me no, context about the episode 
without asking me if I watched it, albeit it was just a little bit about your man crush on Richard E. Grant. But it is, it's neither here nor there. It didn't spoil anything for me. But yeah. if you would have ruined Throg, oh, I would have killed you. Yeah, so you paused it. Did you look at the 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 label on the jar? N- I seen a number, but I didn't pause like Yeah, it says T365, which is uh Thor 365 where Loki turned Thor into a frog person in the previous issue. So, um if I want all the publications and everybody to stop calling it Frog Thor. No, it's Frog. It's, Get it's with rock. it. Get with the program. Um, he also has another name, but I refuse to acknowledge it. It is Throg. It will always be Throg. And this was the this was just this episode. This episode could have been a black screen with Throg on it and said, gotcha, See, episode six is where everything happens. And I still would have gave it a five. <laughs> so this is a five out of five for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to hit you with one more theory because, you know, as geeks and as friends and as friends who have geeks or geeks who have friends which is kind of seems like a a double negative or what's that a oxymoron i was talking to our our buddy dion from in club magazine go check out their magazine and he hit me with what if i told you mobius was a loki what do you think about that no all right I don't know. I get paranoid when people suggest things, so I always my mind goes gets starts running. Like, what if the Mobius that got there? You know, we haven't seen anybody but Loki's there, right? True. True, right? So, what if he? This is all you know. Mobius actually got there, or you know, let's say Mobius got there, whatever, and he was murdered by Eliath. And Thor, or and Thor, God, is Thor gonna pop up in this? What if it's? Oh my God! What if it's like an evil version of Thor in the castle? That'd be cool. That'd be amazing. He's just there to kill Loki's. That's his personal playground. Ooh, that's another thing that makes me happy. But um, like, what if he, you know, Loki had turned himself into Mobius and is just helping other Lokis to stab them in the back, trying to serve them up to, you know, his his Lord and Savior, Kang the Conqueror. Maybe. It's worth thinking about. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying it's worth thinking about. Anything's worth thinking about. Although it's not Mephisto, so don't think about that. And if it is... Dude, could I, you imagine if it is? If it is, I'm going to break every TV in my house. You know, I, I, can't, I can't live in a world where Mephisto shows up in Loki and not WandaVision. Or Doctor Strange. Do you give this a five? <laughs> I need to get out of here because I'm getting angry. Do you give this yeah. a five? Yes, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely five out of five. Uh, great episode. Uh, next week we'll probably have a plus size Loki lounge because we're going to use it as our full episode because we are going to break down the finale mm-hmm. of Loki. Um, I'm going to have to think of a great fun intro to to you know it's probably like oh it's not Kang the Conqueror so tune out this is Loki lounge like it, it might be that but I can't wait for that episode. Once that episode's done, Chuck, we have a couple weeks before we go into the what if world, but. We're going to come back with movie review, movie discussion, after discussion of Black Widow, yep. which I think is going to be great. I think it's going to be placed in a weird time, but I think the movie's going to be great. Um, I think we're going to do a, a Space Jam episode, and I think that Yay. movie's going to be trash. 
I think mm-hmm. that's going to be the worst movie of 2021, in my opinion. Uh, and then we're going to do Masters of the Universe. We're going to get into What If. We're going to do a lot of fun stuff. I got a vacation yeah. coming up. You got a vacation coming up. So maybe yep. we'll have a guest on the show. It could be a lot of fun. Who knows? Um, but this is going to be great. This is going to be a fun time. So follow the Active Geek Podcast. We're on all the social medias. Follow us there. Follow our network buddies, and that is the Galaxy Worth podcast, which also features yours truly. Um, we're going to be back at some point with an episode. I know we just released our Loki midseason review, so check that out and see where Tom feels about this wonderful show. You can also follow and listen to and love Cage My Q, the active of Active Geek. Our buddy, friend of a podcast, now family of the podcast, Dan has an MMA show where he breaks down every MMA promotion known to men. And uh, I just get a chance to sit along and talk fighting every Thursday as we do previews. And I was just on it minutes ago, Chuck, as I told you. About 35 minutes ago I was on it. And uh, we talked about Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier, this fight this weekend, so at UFC 264. So give that a watch. It's on YouTube. It's on Anchor. It's on all podcast directories. Uh, We have shirts for Cage My IQ. So support your boy. Uh, Eventually, Active Geek will get shirts. I know we've been doing this for 35 years, but we'll get them at some point because nothing says legitimate like a T-shirt. Yeah, follow Chuck on social media, Chuck underscore the Active Geek. Follow the network, support the boys, support the geeks. And uh, for the Active Geek podcast, I am Jim. I am Chuck. And we are out.